This podcast contains adult language. DigitalDaren.com. Today is September 7th, 2016. NFL Week 1 Picks and Kicks. Calhoun rolling with me. What's up, homie? Beautiful time of year, Walter. It's the most wonderful time. It's the time of the year, baby. College football done came on, right? I'm sorry, what now? I said it's, it's great because college football on, right? I was talking about grown man ball, Walter. Not that little boy shit. Real quick, which would you rather have? A young chicken hug? Her body just busting out or old, out of date chick. Real quick, what would, you, what would you rather have? A guy who just graduated med school last year to do your surgery or someone who's been doing it for 20 years? <laughs> That's one of the little jokes we always talk about when it's college versus pros. I'm, a, I'm more of a college guy. Calhoun's more of an NFL guy. We're going to have a podcast about that. Real quick, I did something I usually don't do. I just spent the whole weekend watching college. It's supposed to be the greatest college weekend ever, open day ever. And I must say, it has confirmed I'm not a big college guy. It's foosball all out there. I mean, it's I don't know how y'all watch that shit week in, week out. I, I can watch it every I can watch it every week. It's the it's the just sloppy ball. The officials are horrible, the coaching is trash, and then there's so many mental mistakes. You seen the Florida State game? I think you made a good point. Me and you talked about this. I think one of the biggest differences between the pros and college is officials and coaching. We looked at the Notre Dame Texas game together. <laughs> and take out every other part of the game itself for this one facet of the game. When Tyrone Soup's number 18 for Texas come in the game, he's running the ball. He's not handing it off. He's not throwing. He's running from the quarterback position. Getting the shotgun height. Either he's going left or he's going right or he's going up the middle, but he's running the ball. He's running the same play. Notre Dame failed, could not stop that play. And it was obvious every time. Before the overtime, whenever they brought him in, he was not, he wasn't even handing the ball off. It was his height run. Design runs. How do they lose the game on stuff like that? Now, that's the part of the college that kind of frustrates you. And that's something you never see in the pros, right? Right. I mean, was there some good games? I mean, you have to appreciate some of the games. Uh, the LSU played like 1983 rated. It was like Timbo Bo Jackson running up, running up. I mean, it's. One of the things I can probably know, he used to always mention the. Just the, the difference of college schemes and all that type of stuff. Everything looks the same. It was just really just bad culture. I don't know. Uh, on, the high, on the flip side, I'm happy that first game, and I don't want to put too much stock in it, but Kirby Smart looked different from Mark Rick because Mark Rick lose that game against North Carolina. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> You're right about that. That is a game that eight times out of ten Mark Rick loses. Yeah, Mark Rick loses. So being based in Georgia, Atlanta, it's good to see Kirby Smart get on the smart on the right foot. Cause I actually 
Again, I wasn't a big fan of the high. I thought he needed some head coaching experience. But I hope he wins every game he ever coaches for George. So right now he's undefeated as the coach of UGA. Let's hope he keeps it going. Let's talk about the NFL. What you want to kick it about? Let's kick it about the injuries. And this is college and NFL. Most of the NFL here. I'm just amazed at how these well-tuned machines just stay leaking oil. Like, I can't remember getting it. I remember they was interviewing. I can't believe I'm bringing this bitch up. Danica Patrick, of all people. And she had just bought a Lamborghini, and she was complaining about, it's already something wrong with it. Like it's either leaking oil or this is making noise, this feel like it's a high price piece of trash. And so it's like the NFL. These cats doing all these different new medical things to repair and to heal up in these workout programs on this world. And you can look at Teddy Bridgewater. How the hell you tell your knee or something so you almost not even walk? And practice on a drop bag. How? Are they two in shape for their own good? They got I I don't know, I mean, I never I've never been in that kind of shape. I mean we talked about this. Like a lot of them I think the the optimal fat to muscle ratio is like we talked about this. I think it may be between eight to thirteen percent or something, right? And so they were saying, of course, too much, you you know you run the risk of being unhealthy and out of shape. Too little and you not you lose flexibility. So if somebody's walking around here with five percent of body weight, I mean body fat, how flexible are they? And then when you get on the field and have to move left, cut right, and all that other stuff, you don't have the give that your body would normally have. And that's what it looks like. I mean, we the preseason had its fair victims that is that was claimed. We watched Keanu Neal with the Falcons on a non-contact play. Mess up his me. We was watching the uh, little Brandon Oliver with San Diego. Uh, a touch, and he went down with his Achilles. That's ruptured. You looked at Tony Romo. I seen the play. The play wasn't even benching. He was going down. And that's just the name of few. Like right? it's just amazing how how hurt these kids get man. in no time. Like it's just amazing. Uh, I, 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 you know what? I think some of that also goes toward uh, them doing less in the, in the, in the offseason. When I said I mean like in training camp. Remember training camp was by hitting. Getting their body ready. Now, how is your body ready when this is the first time you're getting this in the game? Now your body has to deal with the stresses of being involved in some contact. Yeah, so. I think that's good. Iron sharp as iron, right? That's one of the sayings from the Bible, I think. Oh well, it's hard to be strong—a strong piece of iron. You never get sharpened, right? So you just walk through, no real contact, and then now when you really get into contact and have to move full speed, it's old shit. You know what I'm saying? So I agree with you on that. What injury has been the most significant so far? Check the bridge. It caught. Do some of the dumbest things I've ever seen a franchise do. You trade your number one pick of next year and your number four pick the year after that. Hold on, we're gonna talk about that when we get to Minnesota. Cause I want to spend a little time on that. Let me just say for a reason. 
<laughs> That's laughable. That's ridiculous. Go ahead. I don't really see you crank it up. I think Romo. I think Teddy Bridgewater is most significant for this year, but I think Romo is most significant long term because. The question now becomes, should he play again? And if he shouldn't play again, what should the Cowboys do this year? And we, we talked about that on our NFL preview podcast. Go check that out. It's 153, I think. But episode 153. But I think this his injury can shape the can shape Dallas for the next ten years. I don't think it shakes Dallas up. I think Dallas moves the hell on. Well, that's what I said in our preview podcast. I said, babies and fools. I said, Jerry Jones must be a fool because God has sent him a blessing in disguise with this injury. So now, you, you know, what really, what were they going to do with Romo? You know what I'm saying? But now you can go back and relive that 91 and have a young quarterback, a young running back, a relatively young receiver and dad. The only place you owe it is pretty much tight end, relatively young line. You got talent all over. So now you can, you can take your lumps this year. And be ready for next year and just use Romo and say, look, Tony, we, we care about your health. We want you, baby. Stand when you're 50. You shouldn't play no more. So I think that God has given Jerry Jones to play in that regard. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, it's time for Romo. For his own sake, honestly, man. Get him out of there. Exactly. So that's how Jerry Jones can spend it, right? For your own sake. And then the worst case scenario happened. Two worst case scenarios. And this is what we'll talk about this with Minnesota. A, that press got done work out. So you're sorry again and you get a top draft pick again. Or B, he's good. And now you don't really have to worry about Romo. You just still eat. And then you can trade Romo for something. Somebody's dumb enough to take Romo. I, I would have told you no or not, but I'm going to say I'm I'm sure, I'm sure there's a suck out there for him. I mean, nothing else they're taking for a bad. Somebody's dumb enough out there to take Romo. Do any more thoughts on injuries before we get to the games? No, no, no. That's it. Let's go on get to the games. First game, Thursday, 8.30. Carolina done with the Lions. Carolina by three. Give me Carolina. That's going to be a tough one, though. I think, I think that as long as they got those two bookends, a defense. I think they'll be straight. Give me Carolina. Carolina for the win, but they win by more than three. Denver has a rookie quarterback going against a good defense in themselves. I don't see them. The over and under is 41 points. I don't see them. I don't see how Denver can get 13 points, honestly, with a rookie quarterback. And questionable pieces. They did it with Payton. They did it with Payton last year. You can do it. All right. Sunday game, start off first game, 1 o'clock, Tampa Bay at, at our Atlanta Falcons. The line is Atlanta by three. I'll go give me Atlanta. Atlanta wins by a field goal. So, a push. I'm taking the birds. I'm not going to start off going against them. Tampa Bay can't win this game. Dirk Carter, Mike Smith come to town. Who knows the Falcons better than Dirk Carter and Mike Smith? Who has more of an axe to grind against the Falcons? Then Dirk Cutter and Mike Smith. I think it helps them on offense. I think it helps when Tampa Bay is on defense more so than when the Falcons are on, on defense. I think it's, this is a different defense than when Dirk Cutter was here. But it's, it's a just, much different defense. It's the same. It's a different. It's different players 
But it's about the same defense. We still don't have a pass rush. Well, it's a different scheme. So, like, the advantages Dirk could have had, knowing some of those players, most of them for the most part, who count are gone. Yeah, but they know our offense pretty well. They're going to say, now, when Mike Smith is a defense coordinator, that's where the true advantage is in this game. So, I'm going to take the Falcons on. I'm going to take the line. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I say the Falcons, I say by three. So, you know, they need to win by four or more. So, I would say it's a push on this. Um, next one o'clock game, the Packers at Jacksonville. The line is Green Bay by five and a half. I got Green Bay winning, but they don't cover. Hmm. Yeah, I go with the, the Packers. I, they don't cover. Hey, I'm gonna tell you something now. Boy down there in Jacksonville, I don't think they're gonna be no rub, no push on. I want to pick Jacksonville to win this game, but I'm not. But I do. I, if you go listen to our, our NFL preview podcast, number 153, you'll see Jacksonville get a lot of love from everybody on there. So I wouldn't be surprised if Jacksonville win, but I think Green Bay wins this game. I think it's like two by two or a field goal. It's closer than – I wouldn't bet the line, all that to say that. Right. I want you. Next 1 o'clock game, Buffalo at the Ravens. Give me Buffalo. Give me Buffalo too. Line ball. The line is ball too much by three, but I think Tyrod Taylor pulled this out. Question. Yeah. Does Baltimore do any damage with Flacco back this year? Uh, I don't see it. Maybe I don't. I don't see it. Let, let, to be honest, if I if I ask you, if Baltimore turned it up or they turned it down, which one would you say? I would say even the re- I say Joe Flacco coming back. Has them going up, but their team in general is going down. They they're looking kind of long in the tooth. Yeah, so that's why I, I'll say trending down. Yeah, so if I had to put it, if you if I had to pick one or the other, probably trending down. And the only reason they even have any positive potential is because they get Flacco back, right? So why? So, I mean, Flacco been there. But I mean, he's a you don't think much of him, but he's a second tier quarterback. So anytime you get. But his team, is, his receiving core is not what it was. His running game isn't what it was. But we've seen him carry average. We've seen him carry a team to the Super Bowl with a good defense, and pretty much that's it. They go on this turn it down to me. I, don't I mean, I, I would agree. Like if you ask me, they point down more than up. But I was, I'm saying the only reason they get, will have them even thinking up is Flacco coming back. So. And that's another reason why I think they're trending down. So we both got Buffalo winning. The next one o'clock game is Chicago at, at Houston. The line is Houston by six. Give me Houston. The line is what? Houston by six. Oh, okay. Yeah. Give me Houston. Give me the six. They win by seven. Made that double. <laughs> the next one o'clock game is Cleveland at, at Philadelphia. The line is Philadelphia by four. Upside alert. I think this is an easy money game. Give me RG3. Oh, <laughs> we both taking Cleveland. Yeah. <laughs> Philly. In our NFL, we did the NFL preview steakhouse comparison style. And it was two teams who were consistently put in the, in the um, jail food line. Philadelphia and San Francisco. Starting a record quarterback, Philly might be the worst team in the league. It might be right next to San Francisco. I, I don't have no trust in and everything just a mess. The front office is a mess. The head coach, who is he? 
The quarterbacks, it's all trash. They better run the ball and run it off. Hey, the funny thing about this is, what if Philly ends up with the worst record again this year? What they end up with the worst record? Do they draft Deshaun Watson or do they try to get off the pick? Because they got a quarterback last year. Well, we said that they're screwed. <laughs> so they really need to be trying to play the win to some degree, right? Or not have the worst record in the league. Right. Anyway, long story short, we both got Cleveland winning. The next 1 o'clock game is Minnesota at Tennessee. The line is Minnesota by two. Let's stop. Let's go and do the line first, and then we'll go for Give me Tennessee to win the game. Oh, me too. Now, let's part this car for a minute and talk about one of our favorite people. Matter of fact, put the emergency brake on. <laughs> Sam Bradford has given us what? We did the NFL race car podcast because of him, the $100 million podcast because of him. What other podcast did we do because of him? We did one more because of him. I forget which one. He's giving us nothing but gold. We even came up with the Sam Bradford corollary, right? Yep. Sam Bradford is an anomaly. How do you, now? How do Minnesota trade away a first round pick and a fourth round pick to the Apple for Sam Bradford? Why would you even do that? You have a young quarterback who's coming back. One. Two, why won't you just get one of these cats out the street? Because I don't think anybody doing that offense is handing the ball off to Adrian Peterson and dump a pass off every now and then. I'm looking at this quarterback record. He's 25-37-1. I'm going to pull up another quarterback, and I'm going to tell you his you record. Pull, you don't have to pull up Vince Young. You don't have to pull up Vince Young, though. You don't have to pull up Mike Vick. Vince Young's career record is 31-19-0. I told you you don't have to pull him up. Sam Bradford's career record is 25-37-1. Vince Young's career record is 31-19. If you didn't want to go get Vince Young and Mike Vick, uh, make no mistake, and I'm not saying Mike Vick is in his heyday. He's good. Right? I don't think anybody doing the offense literally just hand the ball to AP. You could have got Andy Murray. They just kept Murray. I mean, you could have went and signed Sanchez. Don't trade a first pick for him. I, I have a problem from the standpoint of you said it best. You can go get you could have got somebody like Nick Foles or Case Keenum, right? Yeah, why the fuck are you I don't understand that. You could have got Mike Vick for free. You could have got Mark Sanchez for free. Uh, Sam Bradford and his Sam Bradford. I don't understand what did everybody see in Mark and fucking Sam Bradford. I don't get it. Well, let's back it back and say, let's be let's keep it real with Minnesota. They weren't gonna win the Super Bowl anyway. Yeah. Like they're a tier below San, they're a tier below Seattle, they're a tier below Carolina, they're and probably a tier below Green Bay. They're only going to the Super Bowl. You don't, you don't have to worry about that. Yeah. So trading away that and getting Mark Sanchez makes you a worse team. Sam Bradford against Sam Bradford. Yeah, against Sam Bradford. Well, trading away the picks, for that makes you worse in the long term, in the future. But getting, getting Sam Bradford makes you a worse team in the present. Like, this is a double fuck you, right? So now they made themselves worse today and then worse tomorrow. 
It's unbelievable. The GM should have been fired out the later. Like, in the, I, maybe they, they have a good defense. AP alone can't win you a Super Bowl. No matter how much we like AP, him alone don't get you there. No. The defense get here's the thing. You pretty much win Super Bowl or bust with a motherfucker who's never even been to the playoffs. When opposite, when the, when the point I was gonna make is you should have flipped it the other way. You should have just really tried to tank the season, get a high draft pick, then come back. Because in the worst case scenario, you take the season, you get a high draft pick. Bam, you got Deshaun Watson. So Teddy Bridgewater, maybe he come back, maybe he don't. Somebody's expendable. Or you had a pick that you can trade. There's nothing wrong with Connor and the, huh? No, you don't want Deshaun Watson. You got your quarterback of the future and Teddy Bridgewater unless he can't play. Well, if he can or if he can't, what's wrong with Connor in the market on that type of talent? You just you make your team better by like getting the next best player. So it's a defensive player coming out that's supposed to be that deal. You make your team better like that. What you, what you do not do, is go get Sam Bradford. Who the fuck is Sam Bradford? Who is he? Why do they keep paying this guy? Who I don't understand this. Who is he? If somebody can explain that to me, any listeners, please email whatever you want to do. Please tell us who the fuck is Sam Bradford and why is he getting this kind of opportunities and this kind of money. Email us at digital d i g i t a l darren d a r o n at gmail dot com. We spend no time talking about Minnesota, and I agree with you. GM should have been fighting on the spot. But let me ask you this: What's their record? I agree with their schedule. It doesn't even matter. You don't go more than eight and eight. Exactly. Their high point will be seven and nine. And you know who benefits from him? Teddy Bridgewater getting hurt. The Atlanta Falcons. We're gonna sneak in their playoff spot. <laughs> the next game is Cincinnati at the Jets. The line is Cincinnati by two and a half. I don't know about that. Uh, upset alert! I think I might go with the Jets on this. Yeah, huh? I like the Jets. I like the Bengals, but by one, and I think the Bengals are. The, are they're the team you should stay away from this year. They got overrated written all over them. All over. For one thing, their second and third receiver is going. AJ Green, duct tape and bubble gum holds him together every year. <laughs> uh, I don't even know they got, if they had a tight end. The tight end is hurt for the first four games, I think. I mean, and then your favorite duo, and then Marvin. Or Marvin and Andy. They trash. You get one more year at Who knows what Jeremy Hill's going to do? Yeah. To me, they got a huge blink and stay away from sign on their face. Yeah. I mean, the, Jet, the Jets in that group too, but I think Cincinnati wins this game, but Jets may wind up having a better record. I think the Jets win it. Know this one. This is my upset alert. All right. The next 1 o'clock game, the Raiders at the Saints. The line is New Orleans by one and a half. I got the Raiders. It's cold enough. It is the Saints at home, but the Raiders is a much better team. Boy, that's cold enough. Give me the Raiders. Drew Brees just ain't that, that deal. 
Got that extension, more money. The problem with Drew Brees is he plays with one of the worst defenses in the history of the NFL. And the Raiders have a good defense. So And they have a good offense because Exactly. So they're gonna light New Orleans up and they're gonna stop Drew Brees at least once more time than New Orleans stops them. That's just my logic. That's why the Raiders win. I gotta agree. Next Sunday game, one o'clock, charges at the Chiefs. The line of Kansas City about six and a half. I got Kansas City. I got Kansas City, but you don't beat Phil Rivers by a touchdown. Not when you ain't to read with Alex Smith. You win, but you don't win by, by a touchdown. Phil Rivers shoot. They got the defense for him. But Alex Smith want to dump off. So, I mean, Chargers just don't have enough. But uh, I got to go with the Chiefs. Sunday at 4-5, Miami at Seattle. Line to Seattle by 10 and a half. I'm going to start off this daring. The line could be 100 and a half. Give me Seattle. I'm going with Seattle, too. I don't know about 10 and a half. They cover. They cover. Ryan Tannehill in Seattle. They cover. I'm going to say they don't cover. The furthest flight you can make in the continent of the United States, they cover. Yeah. The more you keep talking, the more you selling. I'm sold. New head coach against Pete Carroll, they cover. Yeah, keep on going. Matter of fact, he'll start right at the next game. <laughs> Sunday 4, 25, the Lions at the Colts. Ended by three and a half. Yeah, give me that and give me the three and a half. The Lions are going to be one of the worst, the worst teams in the league, too. They're going to be they're gonna be the, probably the Golden Corral of the school lunch of and our steakhouse preview, they not that good. But Cincinnati has a blinking sign. The Colts have a blinking stay away from me sign, too. Shaky coaching. Decent quarterback with shaky talent around him besides T.Y. Hilton. I think he's just all right. I'm not, I'm not sold on that, Drew. One, two, how the hell Frank Gore is your starting running back? Jesus Christ. This is in 2006. Uh, a three... Honestly, I think this Lions team this year has less talent than that team that went over 16. <laughs> well, I think Matthew Stafford too good. I think he gets you a win somewhere. Well, they're not going to go over 16. I just think this team has less talent. But they lose this game against the Colts. Next 425 game is the Jets at the, the Giants at the Cowboys. Excuse me. The line is even. It's a pick. <laughs> Give me the Giants. Yo, Eli, it's hard to go against Eli. Oh, because it's, it's rookie quarterback, uh, rookie running back. They might shine now. They are in Jerry's world, but <laughs> I like that. I like that Odell Beckham and Eli Manning channel. So everybody else, to give me the Giants for the first game. I got to see what these, I got to see what them young boys about down there. And them Cowboys. The eight thirty game is New England at Arizona. Line is Arizona by six. Darren, I got Arizona winning, but not by six. Carolina got Arizona winning and by six. Tom Brady ain't in this game. And I don't like nothing else on that on offense besides uh, uh, Gradkowski. And Tom Brady's not in this game. So give me Cardinals and give me the six. You're right. Give me Cardinals. They win by a touchdown and an extra point. Yeah. So always on the first week, they got two Monday night games. The first one is Pittsburgh at Washington. The line is Pittsburgh by three and a half. 
Give me Pittsburgh. Give me they win by a touchdown. Give me Pittsburgh. They win by more than that three and a half. I hold the Redskins still. I still don't. It never bad taste in my mouth for margin three. Still, I don't like the Kirk Cousins. I hate Jay Gruden. I don't even lose most. I don't even lose all their goddamn game. But they definitely don't lose this game. You ain't got to worry about that. Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh could be a dark horse. They could be in the Super Bowl at the end of the year. They don't unless barring injury. I think they can make a run. I agree with you. Now, if you go back and listen to our preview podcast, I think I had my Super Bowl is Pittsburgh and Seattle. Yeah. So I can being coming back losing weight. Their defense is they may not be the best, but they'll never be lower than what fifteenth middle of the retail. So, and I'm fine with that. I'm with you. Who's the last game? Last game is L.A. at San Francisco Kaepernick's. Uh, you know, we got to go with the Rams. What's the line? L.A. by two and a half. I'll take it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what the line is. <laughs> Jeff Fisher, negative. Starting, who are they starting the quarterback? Is it the rookie? I don't care who it is. I think it's Case Keenum, but it don't matter. Cause they, got that, they got a madman in the backfield named Ty Gurley. Quiet is killed outside of him. There's nothing to like on the Rams offense. Yeah, again, I don't, I don't like them for the offense of Ty Gurley. Their defense, though, filled with monsters. Let me ask you this: Is their defense one of the things where the sums are greater, the parts are greater than the sum? Nah, they got it all. They got talent. They got, the, they got the sum. They got the skill. They got the, they got all of them. It ain't like, like Francis Newman does that whole it's the scheme and the sums very part. Aaron Donald. Um, man, I can name all. I can name a lot of them cats. I'm not gonna go through their whole big difference. We named them in the in the uh, in the last podcast when we did the teams. They're loaded, and they have talent. Like them boys play in that scheme or any other scheme. They're good. So they beat the hell out of Blaine Goddamn Gabbard. Does Kaepernick play this game? No, Blaine Gabbard plays. Which, Blaine Gavin and Sam Bradford just amazing. Does Kaepernick sit this game? Does he sit for the flag or does he stand? He sits. Mm-hmm. I wonder do Vegas have bets on that. I'm sure they do. But anyway, while we're on Kaepernick stuff, me and Calhoun recorded a podcast. I don't know if it'll record, I don't know when it'll run. It'll definitely run by Sunday or Monday. About just completely Colin Kaepernick, the American hero. Check that out. We also did Falcons football week. Excuse me, I had a brain fart. We also did Falcons football week. So for everybody who's a Falcons fan, we did Digital Darren and Double R Pit the Falcons record. We did the Matt Ryan crossroads. We did the fan Falcons fans talking. We played the Thomas Dimitrov report card as always. So there's four great podcasts for you. Plus, we got the NFL Steakhouse preview podcast. And this has been NFL Week 1 Picks and Kicks. And, again, go check it out. So from 153 on, it's nothing but NFL podcast. You will love it. Great conversation. We tackle a lot of hard topics, a lot of fun topics. Anyway, this has been DigitalDarren.com. Thank you guys for listening. Make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend.